Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni and today we're talking with Dr. Jen Mann. You may recognize her as the host and therapist for VH1's long-standing hit shows, Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen and Family Therapy with Dr. Jen. Additionally, you've seen her sharing her expertise on the Today Show, The Early Show, Entertainment Tonight, Access Hollywood, The Insider, and Jimmy Kimmel. She's the author of multiple best-selling advice books and has been awarded the March of Dimes Community Award, many Mom's Choice Awards, and multiple awards from the Parenting Publications of America. Recently, Dr. Jen was on Good Morning America talking talking about a newer trend of couples sleeping in separate bedrooms, which I love, which can lead to a happier marriage. We're going to talk with her about that and so much more. Good morning, Dr. Jen. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, first and foremost, I see that you're an Emerson grad. So what was your time like when you were here in Boston? I know we can be a little tough town. <laughs> Did you get, do you get to visit here often? You know, I loved my time at Emerson and in Boston. It was an incredible experience. I love Boston. To me, it, it is like a less intimidating New York. And at the time, I was intimidated by New York. Now I'm much more of a New Yorker. But Boston is just such a spectacular city, and I don't get back enough. I actually have been talking to my kids about coming back for a visit. It's funny that you say it's it was less intimidating because I actually think that New York is a little easier to get around than Boston. I think our <laughs> roads and everything is not on a grid. It's just kind of all over the place. But I like to hear that from somebody who wasn't born and raised here. It's nice to hear that. It was, it was great. The only thing that was rough was February, that the mm-hmm. wind and the cold. Yeah. I, I remember people telling me before I went, you feel like the wind blows through you. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And yeah. I remember being on Boylston mm-hmm. and the wind blowing and going, oh, that's what people meant. <laughs> yeah. It's very cold here in the winter. Very cold. Yeah. So let's start at the beginning with you. Why did you become, uh, why did you decide to become a psychotherapist? And can you explain a little bit of the difference between what a psychotherapist does and a psychologist? Absolutely. Um, I became a therapist because I did a story for my school paper about rape on college campuses. And when I started doing the article, word got around about what I was writing about and people came out of the woodworks 
teachers, students, people who just kind of knew from word of mouth I was working on this, and I started to realize what a huge problem this was. And Mm -hmm. this is around the same time that Ms. Magazine came out uh, with a survey about rape on college campuses, and I felt like I had to do something. I have a real activist background, and I felt like I needed to be part of the solution, and so I ended up my last semester in L.A., Emerson has an L.A. program, and I volunteered for the Los Angeles Commission on Assaults Against Women as a rape and domestic violence counselor. And I ended up doing that for two years and training 100 women to be counselors as well. And as soon as I started doing the work, I knew I found my calling and I wanted to be a therapist. So I went and applied to grad school, and here we are. <laughs> So who are the clients that you mainly serve in your private practice? Is it mostly couples, individuals, a little bit of both? It's a real combination. It's mostly individuals, but I do see um, couples. I also do see families. Um, I do kind of all versions of whatever is needed to help people deal with whatever issues are coming up for them. You know, on our morning show, we talk a lot because the the three of us that are on our morning show here on uh, Morning Magic we've all been married for a long time and we talk a lot about the dating scene and how we would never want to be doing it right now. What do you see as the biggest problem in relationships today? I mean, is it social media? Is it money? I mean, is it harder now for people to get into a relationship? Well, I think the biggest problem for relationships that already exist is a lack of connection. Mm -hmm. And we know from the studies that that is actually the number one reason why people cheat. People tend to think it's about sex when people cheat, but typically it's it's not. And there's a brilliant researcher named M. Gary Newman who did a study of uh, couples who cheated. He did the first study was of men who cheated and the second was of women who cheated. And what he found was that for men it was 97%, for women it was 96%. Oh, wow. That of the time they cheated because of either a, a lack of emotional connection or a combination of a lack of emotional and sexual connection. Wow. So people tend to think that oh, it's just about sex, but the truth is that the best thing you can do for your relationship is nurture the connection. And right now, the way our society works is it's counter to nurturing the connection. We are working around the clock. Many of us are still working from home. We Mm -hmm. are available to our bosses. We have our phones, which connect us to social media and other people all the time. We can have a conversation with our partner without even looking them in the eye because all too many people spend that time looking at a screen. So really making sure that we nurture the connection by giving our partner focused attention, by spending the time to find out what's going on in their day, in their hearts, in their lives, that's really crucial to relationships today. I saw you on Good Morning America recently, and this was one of my favorite topics where you were talking about (laughs) secrets to a happy relationship, maybe sleeping in separate rooms. For example, like for me in my house, I like the windows open. My husband always wants the AC on, freezing cold. I need it to be completely dark. He wants to have the TV on, and he never sets the timer, so the TV is just on all night. How can couples be honest and open with their partners when figuring this out? I mean, is there a better way for me to say, get out of the room? You're snoring too loud. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, it's funny because people saw that segment either were like, I hate you. I can't believe Mm -hmm. you talked about this and normalized it. Or they were like you. I was like, this is the best segment ever. 
And, and look, to me, what was important about the segment, and I'm not prescribing one specific thing for all couples, but that people be open to the idea of doing different things that work for your relationship. And that there are a lot of couples for whom sleeping in the same bedroom seven nights a week isn't great. And that because of the things you name, because people like different temperatures, because people steal the covers, people snore, mm-hmm. people have different preferences, that sometimes it can be helpful to either sleep in different bedrooms or to do it one night a week or a couple nights a week, but to come up with something that works. When it comes to presenting this to your partner, it's really important to let them know you're not rejecting them and that you love them and also that you can do this without your sex life suffering, that it doesn't mean you're not going to have sex. Just because you're not sleeping together doesn't mean you're not sleeping together. And that you can still have cuddle time and affection time and make sure that you connect. Again, like we just talked about a few minutes ago, Mm -hmm. connection is the key to a foundation to a great relationship. So it's really important to be able to maintain that connection. You know, we hear the phrase opposites attract a lot. And I'm just wondering, is that really a true statement? I mean, are you better off with someone who offsets your personality or is it better to be with someone who's sort of identical to you? What's what's the real answer? Well, I don't think that there's a one size fits all, but I do think that we tend to be drawn to people who have what they call in Jungian psychology are disowned parts. So, for example, let's say you grew up in a home where you were a creative kid, and then, but your parents were like, no, I don't want you to be an artist. I see mm-hmm. you going down this path. I want you to be a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer. And so you have this creative part of yourself that got repressed, and then you see it in someone else, and you really connect to that. You're drawn to it. But part of the problem is that later on down the line, if you don't develop that part of yourself, you oftentimes end up presenting your partner for that exact thing that drew you to them. You know, you pick someone who's a free spirit because you're not, and then later on down the line, it drives you crazy. So really, the important thing at the end of the day is that we are aware of what parts of ourselves are kind of underdeveloped and need to be developed and vice versa, because we can be with a partner who is an opposite or who is similar or anything in between. But what matters is that we do the work on ourselves. You know, Dr. Jen, we've talked with many business owners, parents, students, teachers, first responders who are all so impacted by the last two years of lockdowns. I mean, let's face it, it's not normal to be locked out of life, right? What advice do you have for people? And I know we have a lot listening right now who are still kind of suffering from social anxiety and getting back into normalcy. And look, this is incredibly common. Our lives have been completely changed. And we have been through an incredibly traumatic event. I think we all have a lot of post-traumatic stress disorder. I know a lot of people who are having nightmares, who are having agoraphobia, who are having anxiety, depression. Um, You know, for example, even my private practice. I was in an office for almost 30 years, and now I work all from home. And so all of our lives have been changed dramatically. And first of all, I think it's important to acknowledge whatever anxieties that you do have and to be able to get the help to deal with it. And one of the great things about the way our lives have changed since the pandemic is that you can get help online. You can get 
therapy via Zoom. You can get therapy via FaceTime. You can, you can get help that you couldn't have gotten before the pandemic and also that you're not alone, that to be able to be in a group for people who are struggling, a group therapy where you are talking with other people who are struggling as a result of the pandemic or dealing with anxiety can be super helpful. Also, I want to ask you on that subject for back to school, because we're in the middle of kids getting ready to go back to school. Hopefully this will be kind of pre-pandemic situations where they're going back normalcy, no restrictions. So what advice do you have for, for parents and even younger students or even college students that are going back into what we hope will be kind of a normal school year? Um, well, look, I think that it's important to, for people to do what makes them feel safe and that, you know, we are still in a pandemic and that there are some people for whom wearing a mask is really important for their health, for their safety, for their well-being. There are other people who maybe just had COVID or were recently vaccinated where their immune system is high and they're doing well and they don't need to. And I think that it is really important to not judge other people Mm -hmm. and also at the same time to do what you need to do regardless of how other people react or what they think of it. You need to make the choices that are right for yourself. Well, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Kendra Petroni, and we've been talking with one of the most recognizable psychotherapists in the country, Dr. Jen Mann. You know her as the host and therapist for VH1's longstanding shows like Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen and Family Therapy with Dr. Jen. On her website, drjen.com, she showcases her incredible career and commitment to helping others. And uh, she even has an app, which is called No More Diets, where She's helping to create healthy relationships with food for others. So let's get back to our conversation. I want to ask you about the app that you have on your website, drjen.com. It's called No More Diets, Dr. Jen Mann's Guide to Overcoming Overeating and Losing Weight. Tell us a little bit about the app and why overeating and losing weight is such a struggle for so many people in this country. Um, Well, look, my app, No More Diets, is based on my doctoral dissertation, which is all about weight loss, intuitive eating, and learning to have a healthy relationship with food. And I think that we are a country that really uses a lot of different substances in a lot of different ways to numb ourselves, to self-soothe, to help us to feel better, and that a lot of the time people eat very unconsciously, and Mm -hmm. that we are exposed to a lot of foods that have a lot of chemicals and a lot, you know, MSG and things that kind of prevent us from appreciating a lot of food in its natural form. And it's important to eat a wide variety of foods and to not have a diet mentality of just eating steamed broccoli and also to really tune into our bodies and to see what our bodies need. And some people say, oh, well, if I tuned into my body, would say I want a chocolate cake all day. Mm-hmm. So that's tuning into your taste buds, tuning into your body and what it needs to feel good, have energy is very different. And the app uses uh, a technique called the hunger scale, which is a scale from zero to 10 where you rate your hunger, 10 is the fullest you've ever been. You're so stuffed that your stomach could explode. And zero is so hungry that you are, you're about to faint and you're on the floor. Five is neutral. 
And it's about helping people learn to eat when they're a three, which is solidly hungry. And if you're like, I think I'm hungry, but I'm not sure, you're probably a four. Mm -hmm. And if you let yourself get to a two, your stomach is growling, you're not feeling so good, you let let yourself get over hungry. If you let yourself get to a one, you are nauseous, you're dizzy, you don't feel good, and you're likely to overeat. And then working on stopping when you are satisfied, which is a five, or even a a six, which is, I I can tell I have food in my body, but I'm not stuffed. And then a seven is full, an eight is stuffed, and a nine is it pain. And we tend to overeat a lot, and we tend to think of eating as black and white. Either I'm stuffing myself or I'm starving myself. And there's finding a place where you can honor your body and listen to your body not deprive yourself, not come from a deprivational model is really important to having a healthy relationship with food. And I'm someone who personally is recovered from an eating disorder. I spent 10 years either starving or binging or overeating. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I wanted to offer people with my app what would be the equivalent to years of therapy. There are videos in the app to help people understand this technique. There are all kinds of tools like the hunger scale, self-care list, quotes to inspire, and things like that to help people on their journey to having a healthier relationship with food. Has overeating always been a really big issue in this country, or is it is it a little more prevalent now? And is it usually a symptom of, of maybe a bigger problem for most people? I think it has been an issue for people everywhere for a very, very long time. I mean, look, we can look at oh, ancient Greece and there were vomitoriums where, mm-hmm. you know, as far as I'm concerned, that was bulimia. So, I, you know, we, I think that our relationships with food is very primal, it's very primitive, and it's very complicated. And I think that really learning to honor our body is of the utmost importance because it's also, it's the way we honor ourselves. And when we overeat, we don't feel good emotionally, not just physically, but emotionally we we feel bad. And, And learning how to have a healthy relationship with food where we are able to enjoy food. Because a big part to me of intuitive eating and of this app is bringing back pleasure and passion with food. I am a total foodie. I love food. And food is not an issue in my life at all. And so I want to give that gift to other people to have a wonderful relationship with food. But it, it takes work to get there. No, I, I love listening to you. You've got great advice here. I mean, I enjoy food. We we talk about this all the time on our morning show. We're all such foodies. We love to eat, but it is always daunting in the back of my mind because I try to only eat healthy, and then I think, oh, I want ice cream, but I really shouldn't have it, and it's not good for me. But, you know, I know everything is okay in moderation, and if it does make me happy at the moment, you know, it's it's yeah. okay, right? I mean, <laughs> and it's, it's not only okay; it's important it, it, that we need to be able to have sweets in our life. We need to be able to have foods that we love. We need to be able to enjoy those things. And food has a lot of emotional meaning. There, there's a reason why we call certain foods comfort foods, mm-hmm. and and foods from our childhood have a lot of emotional meaning for us. And it's important to be able to eat those foods and, and a wide variety of foods. Dr. Jen, if you could give only three daily tips to anyone on how to have a successful and positive day, what would those three things be? Just three daily tips, 
how to make your day the best day ever? What would those be? Well, first is I would say prepare the day before. If you're planning to exercise, lay out your clothes. If you're planning to, um, you know, eat a certain meal first thing in the morning, make sure that you have the ingredients. Like really planning and preparing the day before is a huge thing. Um, Secondly, I would say uh, making boundaries that I think one of the areas where we get into trouble, and especially us women, is not saying Mm -hmm. no when we need to say no. That what ends up happening is our day gets away from us because we wanted to please other people, whether it's our partner or our children or our boss or, you know, just a friend, that sometimes we have to say no in order to have good self-care and not have our day get away from us. And I think that the next thing I would say is is to limit screen time, that it's yeah. too easy to get distracted from work, from our friends, from our family, from our relationship by looking at our phones, by looking at our TVs and we have tasks that need our full attention. And too often these days, people are dividing their attention. So we only have a few minutes left with you, Dr. Jen. So I want to ask you this. What's the best piece of life advice that you have ever received? And who gave it to you? My mom, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cynthia while, And I would have to say that she always said, ask for what you want. And I think a lot of the time people are too afraid to ask and it, and it, whether it is something small or something big, you know, I had an example of a small thing. I received, I ordered something from Lululemon and they sent me the wrong thing and they, I called them up and when I was talking to them, I was like, you know, maybe they'll let me keep this yellow exercise where I wouldn't (laughs) normally have bought it. And I said, Hey, would you let me keep this? Even though you're refunding my money. And they said, yes. And like, I just, I always think of my mom, like, and I got a free exercise bra. How nice is that? And I wouldn't have worn yellow. And now Lululemon is happy because they made a good customer out of me. And I have a lovely new free bra. So, (laughs) and then on the bigger issues, it's, Asking your partner for what you want, telling your kids what what you want. It is telling your boss that you have to make a boundary. It's kind of all those bigger things. It's asking for a raise. So to me, asking for what you want, the worst thing that people can say is no, and that's okay. Nobody dies from no. I love it. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today. You've had some great pieces of advice. I know that our listeners will be grateful for it. I'm grateful for it. Thank you so much. For anyone listening, you can find Dr. Jen. Her website is drjen.com. We'll put a link up on our website as well. You can also find her on Instagram at drjenman, two N's in Jen, two N's in man on Instagram. And we'll link you over as well on our social pages. Dr. Jen, thank you so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. Oh, it is my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you to Dr. Jen Mann for being in the spotlight today on Exceptional Women. We talk with celebrities and CEOs, but we also want to hear from your neighbors, coworkers, and friends who are quietly making an impact in their communities. Go to magic1067.com and email us if you have someone you'd like us to feature on the show. And you can find us on Instagram at sue.tab and at Kendra the Entertainer. We love hearing from you and be sure to join us every Sunday morning for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 